So these three old ladies are sitting on a park bench just talking to themselves when a flasher comes up. Old school flasher, trench coat, jumps in front of them, opens up the trench coat. The first old lady has a stroke. The second old lady has a stroke. The third old lady, well, she couldn't reach it. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Carnival Personnel. I'm Shock. I'm Joe. And uh, that's this week's awful opening joke this week. Brought to us by uh, our buddy Biff, who had emailed me that, and I- I've heard variations of that, but I, I like that, so uh, shout out to the awful joke from Biff. We need more stroke humor on this we podcast. We really do. Nothing funny that old ladies have strokes. Right. Uh, but see, they really didn't have strokes. That was in relation oh, to- Oh, yeah, the penis. word stroke. Right. Oh, it's a play it was a, on that. Uh-huh. Right. There play on go. his penis. I got it. There you go. Um so, again, welcome to Carnival Personnel. Um, shout out to anybody who accidentally listened to the Sideshow this week with our friend Sam. Uh, Don't you hate when you accidentally listen to podcasts? <laughs> like, oh, no. No, no, I've, I've done that because if you're playing a podcast. The White Power Podcast. One, oh, no. <laughs> How did I accidentally listen to this? How did I accidentally download, like, share it on social media, and write a review? How did that happen? You know what channel the White Power Podcast broadcasts on? I do not. Channel 9. <laughs> Are we on the set of Welcome Back, Cotter again? <laughs> oh God! I, I seriously, if I could time warp to almost anywhere, I think I, I think I'd be a sweat hog. I, I think you know. I'd which which what, what sweat hog are you? Did you ever take those Facebook? Oh no, you're not on Facebook. No. Did you no. ever take those? Te- no, you don't take tests. Did you? <laughs> You know those tests, like, which hey, sweat hog are you? I've been pulled over by police and have taken many tests, walking a line and saying the alphabet. And, and you haven't notes. passed because you never study. <laughs> I never study. Uh, that's why I can't pass a urine test. <laughs> <laughs> what sweat hog are you? Uh, gosh, I, I would have to say, when you look at me, don't I look like a Jewish Puerto Rican? I was going to say Epstein. I, I'm going with Juan Epstein. Yeah, and I, of course, would be uh, Freddie Boom Boom Washington. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. Um but anyways, so again, thank you for, for uh, Sam coming and straightening everything out with the uh, CW tween universe, the Arrow universe. And uh, thank you for me, because I really needed to fold that laundry. Yeah. Like, I had a lot of laundry, like the backlog. <laughs> like, it, 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 I was bummed that Joe, at, like, we started talking and Joe realizes, oh, they're talking tweeny stuff. You know, Sam and a high school girl, me, you know, talking, you know, how hot Arrow is doing the salmon ladder. He's just going to go get stuff done. But anyways, it was great. Thank you, Sam. Um uh, but moving on, let's see. Moving right uh, along. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, because uh, Tuesday is my uh, my oldest Dream Squash's birthday. Happy birthday to Heavy Scout, which oh. I don't know where he came. That's his new YouTube name that he, when our. You're going to give that away? When, when, our, when our Dream Squashers finally do their YouTube channel they've been talking about for right. a year. He's going with the name uh, Henry Scout. So happy uh, 10th birthday to 10 happy years of ruining my life. <laughs> you really leaned into the ruining my life part. I really did. Uh, but Joe, hey, this is the first non-hurricane podcast we've done in three weeks. And yet we still blow. Oh. hey but I, I was, you know, there are no hurricanes to to talk about. But I will say that uh, it, it they've they've closed down the charity. They've raised enough money. But JJ uh, Watt, thirty seven million, a little over thirty seven million is the total that he raised for Houston. Bless his Texan heart. And it's all there's no. And he's saying it's like 
There's no overhead. There's no administration thing. This is money that's all going to Houston and the surrounding areas. That there's absolutely the money going directly to the people who need it. Yeah, I wonder how that works because you can't just hand, like with FEMA, what FEMA did during Katrina, they just handed ATM debit cards to people and they just went to the casinos with it, a lot of them. (laughs) But I wonder how the money is being really disseminated among the, how that works. How does it work among the the victim relief? You know, uh, it'd be interesting. I know how it shouldn't work. Um, (laughs) You you, you heard that uh, everybody's favorite... uh, I, I don't know what what how do you how do you sum up Kurt Schilling in a word? <laughs> you know? uh, uh, he's a he's he's like a he's a douchebag hero. But yeah, douchebag hero is he's great. a douchebag hero. He's got <laughs> he bled through his sock. I don't know. Nice, well done. Thank you. Well done. Uh, so Houston, you know, as that hurricane was raging, he did a little fundraiser, and he himself was driving down to Houston to solve this whole... Yeah, in the, in the Scooby-Doo mystery van. <laughs> uh, you know, one of our future defunct sponsors of the week might be Ernie Bach Jr., oh. who gave him $100,000 to go down there and basically hand out cash and, and help people. It was absolutely great, because if there's one thing you know about Kurt Schilling, is solid financial management. <laughs> You know, I'm surprised he wasn't developing a hurricane relief video game. <laughs> well, that's the, my favorite thing about him is he's one of these absolute hardcore conservative uh, libertarians. Pull yourself up and all this stuff and government handouts. He puts all of his money, all of his money into a video game company. It goes belly up and then goes to the state of Rhode Island where he, you know, his offices were based and wanting them to pay for his his bailout. You yeah, know? he doesn't know anything about money laundering. Like Not that was just a bad worse. example. So so he goes down there, and it's great because I I heard you know on one of the sports radios in town he was checking in with them, and and by the time he got down there, it's like uh, FEMA had been doing its job, and they had plenty, they had all the stuff like the supplies that he was going to buy. So then he's like, well, the hurricane's headed towards Miami, so I'm just going to drive there. And as you were saying, just decided he would just walk up to people and just assess. If they needed money, just start handing out, like, you know, literally, just start handing out cash. So, right. I mean, which is great because all the stores were open. Right. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, uh, no, but it, you but ever it, try to crumple up a dollar bill and put it in your gas tank? It does it not work. It does not work. work. Right. Does you don't have a Mr. Fusion like in Back to the Future. You can't just throw dollar bills in your gas tank and get it running. Uh, so, yeah. So, so you know, on one hand, you know, it, it's kind of, it's great. You know, he wants to go and lend a helping hand, but they don't actually need you down there moving, you know. That's like me saying, I'm going to do my own dry cleaning. <laughs> You know, like, like I'm not going to let the professionals do it or pay somebody to do it right. I'm going to do okay. it myself, hands oh, yeah. on. And and, he, and and the great thing, and, and another great thing is like FEMA's one of those one of those government agencies that hasn't been gutted yet. You know, the State Department is still thirty percent. I mean, we have dozens and dozens and dozens of nations without ambassadors. The State Department is running like. It, it, there's some things that you can cut corners on and say, but maybe not with different. Anyways, but FEMA hasn't been gutted yet. They haven't privatized FEMA yet. There hasn't been a Betsy Lazy. DeVos made of FEMA, or um, so so all the things that Obama has put in place are working fabulously. All these appointees running FEMA are still hung over from or left over from, and so. They're doing a great job. They didn't need Kurt Schilling driving down there. And by the way, if you're getting there after FEMA gets there, 
like th- you got to be really bad as far as a relief effort goes. Like, you know, right. FEMA takes their goddamn time. So Joe and I, and I haven't even told Joe this yet, but I put it on the rundown. Joe and I are in a competition to one up each other with computer woes this week. Uh, I called. Whoa! <laughs> I called Joe the other day, and why don't you run down your uh, your computer woes? Uh, so my younger son has a hand me down laptop, which you said you know you didn't call them hand me downs. Hand me overs, right? The hand me overs from siblings. He had a hand me down laptop from his older brother, who had gotten a thousand dollar kind of gaming laptop for Christmas. So, for no apparent reason whatsoever. The internet decided to stop working on my younger son's laptop, which to a parent is like, thank God he can't get on the internet. But to a, a good parent, it's almost like, oh no, now he can't do his homework properly because he can't get on the internet. So I looked into it. I tried to, you know, basically I Kurt Schillinged it a little bit. You know, I could do this myself. Tried to take it apart, look at it. I blew on it. I shook at it. I shook it. I yelled at it. Called it names. Yes. And then I put it back together, and it still didn't work. So I had to get a new laptop uh, out of some some money that I was actually saving up for a new computer of my own. Eh, that'll that'll have to wait. That's but the uh, name dream squashers. Yeah, right. My dream of getting a computer to replace mine that's ten years old. Yeah, first world problems. Wow, I can't get a computer to replace my ten year old iMac. Yeah, but that that modem that you have, you know. Right, I wax in it to make it go faster. <laughs> But so, yeah, my younger son has a new laptop, courtesy of Best Buy, and um, they're wonderful protection plans, I'm sure. So I was talking to Joe about that. What's that on Wednesday? Yeah. Look, nobody has more helpful advice than me. I'm like, did you turn it off and on? Okay, I'm out of ideas. That's, that's about it, you know. Yeah, and so what's your computer well? So um, I have a newer computer. Uh, my buddy- Braggard. My buddy John, you know, uh, who works for Apple, I got I got it through him through his employee discount. Had it shipped to New Hampshire where there's no taxes, so I really, you know, I figured it all out, all angles covered. Putting the system on trial, I really did. I'm taking it down from the inside. <laughs> As uh, he taps his nose, so they, uh, you know, but it was, it, you know, it was on the expensive side, but you know, it, it is my entire office. You know, my, you know, the the empire that is Monkey Shark Inc. is my iPhone in that simultaneously management as you well know is into rescuing you know dogs and cats and oh sure i thought she rescued a computer like oh hey yeah. i found this computer on the curb for I, you. I take it i take it a cat that we adopted that we came home from guitar with in february that i was unaware that we had adopted um chewed my computer screen Wow! It absolutely like I looked over the other night and I was like, "What is that?" It's, she was biting the side of the screen. So of course, you know, she away, shut off the laptop, and didn't think about. Oh, from now on, this this desk, this one tiny desk that I share with the boys and everything else, that gets a lot of fall apart. My my office it is less than maybe three square feet. Um, well, to the cat's defense, you do have a mouse wallpaper. I really do. <laughs> See what he's done there is when he says wallpaper he on means the computer on the screen right yeah. uh, no it's uh, so it did it 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 cracked the screen which completely you know so all the money I save and then of course I take it to Apple I have Apple Care because why would you buy a three thousand dollar computer and not spend the hundred bucks on Apple Care but the Apple Care Plus that came out two months after I got the computer 
about two months ago, like in between, would I have covered would it. have covered it. But the five hundred bucks I saved going through my buddy John and having it go to New Hampshire, I now get to give back to Apple. Oh, you know, great. So. Yeah. So Joe and I are having very uh let's 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 not try to one up each other with like let's say cars this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, sorry poor people to bum me out with our rich people problem. Uh, my computer isn't working, lovey. <laughs> Uh, my second computer is right. Like, oh no! Uh, yeah, it's like I feel like we're like that Back to the Future. Like, wow, you have two computers. You must be rich. Oh, two t- right? <laughs> yeah, always no, teasing. Nobody has two computers. Now, if you did not have these computer woes, would you or would you not be waiting in line to get the new iPhone X? Uh, does that mean it shows like three D porn? What does the X mean? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I have a five. I, I know management has an iPhone six. And have they gone? Has the seven even come out yet, or did they? No, I, no, I, I have the seven. You the, have the seven. So that on the floor right there is seven. They actually did come out simultaneously with uh, the iPhone X. They came out with the eight, according to my management, which, as everybody knows, is the guru of iPhones. So I take her word as. Oh, is she big you, iPhone? No, no, I'm just making okay. that up. Just to you know, make it. And sound. you know why they went from right from eight to ten? Because seven, eight, nine. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the, the, it's all. It also, it also is very indicative of how Apple is behind the curve. So the couple of features on the new iPhone X are features that Samsung phones and 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 Android phones have sort of had for the past couple of years. That edgeless screen Samsung Galaxies have had. The also the wireless charger function has been a major function of Android phones for the past couple of years. So they're kind of behind the curve, and also. The going from eight to ten is also indicative. It mirrors what Windows did because Windows eight came out, but then their next operating system was Windows ten. There is no Windows nine, so there like there is no iPhone nine. Like you know how the doors, there's no base. <laughs> you see, the gypsies had no homes. <laughs> but that's just shame, base man, Bruce McCullough of Kids in the Hall. Top five album all time. Anyways, okay, so so the whole, the, I mean, it's funny because a couple of years ago, or, or it just got litigated, Samsung got its shit suit out of it by Apple for right. copyright infringement on a bunch of stuff. Which is a shame because Samsung was on fire. At the same, right. Oh, see what he did. Literally, Samsung was like, they need, but uh, Samsung also had suits against Apple for stealing all kinds of proprietary things too. So just, Two phone companies left in the world, you know. Well, you three, I guess. So, I mean, you, well, the Google has their own phone. Uh, Samsung, I forget what the Google phone is called, but uh, Samsung, Windows has their own. I mean, Microsoft has their own phone, I think, still. Uh, okay, so there's two phone companies ah. in the world. But seriously, they keep stealing back. So that's it. So the 10 is just basically their answer to all the stuff that they forgot to put in 8. Yeah, and then there's also the big Face ID uh, function. Do you know anything about the Face ID? All I know is that when their CEO introduced it, it didn't work. Right. So apparently, one of the functions. Well, there's a couple of things to this new iPhone X that's m- vastly different from our previous iPhones. One is that they removed the home button. Um, so you just have to like sort of tap the phone to unlock it or put in your password. But the other thing that they're trying to do is mine for data. I'm sorry, make your lives easier <laughs> with Face ID. What it's supposed to do is it takes like a 3D matrix. You know, of- that's how they get you. 
<laughs> is that from Black Jeopardy? That's yeah, from Black Jeopardy. <laughs> so the new iPhone face ID recognition, whatever you fuck you want to call it, it scans your face and it learns your face over time. So, so the lifespan of the phone, two years. By the way, it's, it's, you're not going to grow old with this phone. Right, it, right. It's not like you're going to be like, oh, no, will this phone recognize you when you're 80? No, unless you're 79. <laughs> but it, it, long story short, too late, I learned that the, uh, the Face ID will try to activate itself if any face walks by the phone. So the camera for the phone is, I guess, always on. Always looking, always watching. It's like the eye of Saron or whatever the hell. It was Saron. <laughs> Saron. Yeah. So we're not geeky at all. No, I, I'm. I'm not. I'm more nerdy, dorky, dorky. <laughs> but anyway, totes adorable. Yeah, exactly. So the, uh, the the face ID will try to activate itself and unlock the phone if any face walks by the phone. So I think what had happened is that this phone had been previously falsely activated by other people besides Tim Cook walking by the phone before it was handed to him. Oh. So when it got to him, it didn't work on the first try and it automatically kicks you to the passcode. So that's sort of where it failed there. But yeah, I mean, that's just one of the other kinks that they have to get over before they track everybody's face on planet well, Earth. The, I mean, um, you know, it, I remember... Years ago, when people really started to find out when, you know, and sadly, I, I think it, it became like, you know, public knowledge how much phones are tracked when Michael Jordan's father was killed and the people who killed him took his cell phone and, and they were able to, you know, locate the people. But, right, with find my phone. using the phone. Yeah. No, no, this is years oh, before right. the find right. my phone. We're going back a decade. Yes. This is like flip phone shit, you yeah. know, type thing. But they make calls from it. And from where they made the pulp, they were able to, you know... Yeah, like triangulate, triangulate where, where it was. was. Uh, but that's one of those things. Like, every time something new comes out, everyone's like, oh, my God, this is great. Look at this cool thing. And nobody gives thought to, we're just giving our, you know, facial recognition. We're giving our thumb... It's true. Like, the Black Jeopardy thing with the Tom Hanks and Saturday Night Live. It is true. It's like, oh, I'm going to give Apple... You know, when I sign into Apple, I have to answer all these questions like... Father's maiden, father's middle name, birthday, mother's maiden name, birthday, social security. Name. You have all. Oh, give all your information to the Apple Wallet because it will make it easier to shop. If all your credit card information's in there, if all your your history and your medical or whatever, they should just call it one basket, <laughs> right? so you can put all your eggs in, in it. One basket, and now it's like seriously. And now the fact that it's a facial recognition, it's like, how much more information could we be? And the fact that, you know, this week, the fact, and I know I'm kind of jumping all over the place, big surprise. But this week when Russia comes out and says, hey, it's not our fault we hacked the election. Yes, we hacked the election. We chose Trump. But their intelligence community should have stopped us. Like on, on right. national It's TV your fault Russia, for being weak on security. It, it is what Russia has boldly come out and said fake news. And it's like... Oh, sure. Let's make sure that they all – let's make sure all the fake news bots in, in Macedonia now have our facial recognition to go with all the information in our Apple right. wallet. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, we should be all in control of what we put on the internet, like Jacques with Twitter. <laughs> Jacques I, fallen in love with Twitter, by the way. In case you haven't noticed, the four is, of us yeah, who have followed – Yeah, this new thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I lucked into this thing where I can say anything I want, and anybody at any time can read it and maybe respond to it and maybe give it a heart. I, uh, I, I did. I've been, you know, n never been on social media. 
just got on social media. It's become my new black tar heroine because uh, I need another distraction from parenting. And I went to text Joe about something the other day, and I, I write the message. I'm texting him, and I write the message, and then I'm going back, and I'm making all the A and D into ampersands. I'm I'm taking all the apostrophes two out to of the two. Dough. Right. T-O to the number two. And then I just start laughing because I realize life isn't all 140 characters. Right. Well, the other thing is, are you doing that on Twitter? Because on text, you don't have to do that. Well, that's it. I was texting him, and then I realized, it's like, oh, my God. I've just, and just in the past couple of weeks, I've so programmed myself. To, oh, to edit your tweets down. To edit the tweets down. And I'm going to say, if I've sent out 100 tweets, 90 have had them been to blow this because my, my stated goal is to get blocked by him. Like, honestly, I'm not a person to, like, get blocked by him. You might get blocked by me before he gets, <laughs> if you don't shut the fuck up over there. Over there. But then, but Calm down. It's, I know it's a pretty girl, Twitter is. <laughs> but you don't she have really to constantly is. make out with her. Uh, which, by the way, your tweet the other day about your relationship with her, she kissed All right. I, I, <laughs> if any of you want to f- follow me on Twitter, at OptiGrabber, you're, you're in for some real comedy gold. Don't follow the Jacques, the, the Jacques Four. Because that's bullshit. It is bullshit. Right. If you want to hear him respond, reply to, to Blotus all day long. Oh, and, and every time I reply to Blotus, I put in... Well, Mr. Donnie Little Hands, you lost to a girl by three million votes. Right, three million votes lost to a girl, tiny hands. Like that, those are the, the, the that's the the holy trinity of a Jacques tweet. But yeah. my tweet was, I've I've recently upgraded my relationship with Hershey's Kisses to Hershey's Cunnilingus. Hey, oh, no, seriously, that is gold. That is comedy gold right there. Where's the wah 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 wah? No, no, that's boo. Is there a no? Is there a poop emoji on that thing? It, 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 I don't know. Oh, that was another thing. Oh, there, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. So the other thing, getting back to real quick to the iPhone X, is that the other new feature is that you'll get to personalize your emojis, animate your emojis. And one of the examples was that you can, I guess, animate it to go along with your face. Like, it's almost like, you know, Andy Serkis in Lord of the Rings, you know, that sort of thing. But with emojis. And one of them is... Uh, you can animate a talking poo. Fan-effing-tastic. This is the future. We well, are through the looking glass, people. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny. Um, for my youngest one's birthday, you know, I it's the whole poop emoji thing, which I don't know if it's urban legend or fake news, but apparently that was supposed to be chocolate ice cream. <laughs> that, that, honestly, that somebody said, oh, that looks like a, pile, a steaming pile of crap. Wow. Uh, and now you can't go anywhere without seeing the poop emoji like we have no need to brag first world problems we have a poop emoji little throw pillow that one of the boys got and you know for the little guy's birthday this year we had a poop emoji pinata filled with hershey kisses and tootsie rolls because <laughs> um, we're either really cool parents or just awful people right i'm just picturing in the white house for some reason when donald trump has his dessert they go no no mr president that's chocolate ice cream <laughs> Eat it. See, see what he's done there? Oh. So speaking of bloated... No, no, wait, no. We're not speaking of bloated with your mouth full. Fucking chew your food. Swallow. I know you don't like to swallow. <laughs> he knows it too well. Um, <laughs> well, you know, you told me three times. I'm going to forget. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, but let, let, let's get into douchebags of the week. Um, because, you know, there's, al- there's always just so, so, so much to... Uh, 
to pick from right now. And of course, this week. Can we have multiple douchebags in one week? We can't. Well, is there like Sunday, Monday douchebag <laughs> guy? Uh, so, so you know, Blodis, of course, a terrorist attack in London, you know, the other day, a couple days ago. Yeah. And his immediate reaction is to just start talking shit again. And to both the prime ministers, like, this is an active investigation. Can you shut the fuck up? Is is politically and as politely as one world leader can say to another, shut the fuck up. Theresa May did. And then some it was great. And then of course the Muslim mayor of London, who has had his uh differences with Blotus, um, somebody asked him, Did you see what Trump had tweeted? And he point blanks, I got more important things to be on Twitter right now. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. All right, get off your high horse there. Uh but you know what's funny also is that Trump used the opportunity, uh, or he used the tragedy as an opportunity to plant the seed of what we should do here with our security, as in their internet is too wild and uncontrolled, and that's how these guys get to talk to each other, and we need right. more strict security on the internet. So now there's the internet police coming down right. the way. That, that's, and, and of course, he quadruples down, because he doubled down a long time ago on his Muslim ban. You know, and he flat out, it's like, this is why we need to, you know, broaden that ban and stuff like that. And again, in London, so far, the, the person arrested, it's, it's, how do you deal with the homegrown terror? You think since 9-11, all the attacks on our soil, you know, whether it's the, the Pulse nightclub in Orlando, whether it's Newtown, I mean, those are all homegrown assholes. Surprise, not all of them brown people either. You know, most of the mass shootings have not been brown people. So that that's in the running. I mean, Blotus, even on a good week, is going to be in the running for Douchebag of the Week. Uh, next, we have the uh, the Fox the Fox News and Jamal Hill. And you, you fought the Jamal Hill thing? Yeah. So it's a fireable offense, according to Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the uh, chief. Uh, she's the White House uh, chief. What the hell? She's the new Sean Spencer. Yeah, right, right, right. The new Sean Spicer. Spicer. Oh my God! Imagine that sounds like that's an advertising blurb. The new <laughs> Sean Spicer. Comes uh, with his own bushes. Yeah, right? she. So Jamil Hell is a commentator on ESPN who apparently said that the uh, president of the United States is a white supremacist. I don't know where she got that who, who, who idea. Who surrounds himself with white supremacists? Right, and. Um, the White House responded in turn that such remarks are fireable offenses. And now here's the thing. Um, it, it's funny because I listened to one asshole as I was driving over to Joe's today. Uh, uh, you know, uh, there's two sports radios in town. One of them is really, really almost like Rush Limbaugh radio. And he's like, well, she's an ESPN commentator. If she was driving a truck for a UPS and she had a Trump is a white supremacist bumper sticker on, UPS would fire her. And maybe they would. That's UPS owns that truck. Right. Uh, Jamal Hill posted that on her own Twitter. And so uh, according to conservatives, she is not allowed to have opinions. Well, first of all, she's black. We'll call that strike one. Yeah, I wonder why she's being singled out. You know, she's a woman. We'll call that strike two. And then... These are all sarcastic strikes, by the <laughs> right. way. And then, you know, so... And then now there's, you know, this black woman decides she's going to have an opinion. Game over, man. 
game over. Right. So, Not just any opinion, a negative one about the president. Right. Our dear leader. And, and so, and you go back, you go back and you do, again, you know, the one of, one of the arguments that I had with my upper management, that being my mother, uh, telling me that, oh, he's the president and you should teach your sons to respect the president just because he is the president, to which I said, I'm teaching my sons to respect the president as much as Donald Trump respected Obama for his eight years in office. Uh, that, that didn't go over well. But so here they want her fired because she expressed an opinion. So a public person cannot have an opinion on their own Twitter if it's anti-Trump, apparently. Well, it's not so much that she can't have it, which it's up to ESPN whether or not they don't want to deal with the backlash, whether they think she's expendable, whether they think it's worth it, or whether they're going to like be social justice warriors and go to bat for her. And but the bigger issue is that the White House is planting the seed. It's coming from the government. The government that, you know, the government that wants to stay out of everybody's business and free wants. Speech. Right. What they want to have done is essentially call the shots for private businesses. They're telling this privately run business how to manage their business just because this person is on television or on social media and has influence over more than just two people. You know, my, my management years ago, years before he was you know, running for president, had always pointed out what a coward Trump is. And you look at, he never went to war with David Letterman. He never went to war with, you know, this, with all the late night or all the comedians who happen to be dudes. You know, Rosie O'Donnell, on the other hand, or you go down the list. Oh, yeah. So you look, I mean, Seth Meyers, I don't know how his ratings do, uh, but management is always playing me his stuff on Facebook. She follows him on Facebook and they have essentially the whole show with the commercial stripped out. I'm going to say two out of three, three out of every four monologues is all about the douchebaggery in a really funny way. I've never heard him go after like Seth Meyers or any people like that. But 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 why did I have Fox News as as in the running for douchebag of the week? So they convened a panel to have a roundtable discussion about this. Five white people. Oh, good. <laughs> sitting around a table talking about whether a black, you know, one of the few, I mean, honestly, uh, black female sports commentators and unicorns are about the same, you know, number running around, if, you know. Yeah. So, but it's just great that those are the like, those are the voices of reason who want to really talk about, you know, objectively. Well, to be fair, regardless of topic, you're going to get five white people on Fox News no matter what. <laughs> no, it's news if it's not. It's, it's news if it's not. But, you know, and, you know, and also this week, you know, another reason Fox is in the news, this month's episode of Action Comics, I think... It's like two ninety eight, an unemployed, out of work, carrying an assault rifle white guy decides he's going to open fire on a bunch of you know brown people who it, it's never said if if their documentation is there or not, but he's screaming, you know, you're all here, you're taking my jobs, you work less than me, I've had it, and he starts opening fire, and Superman jumps in front, take you know, bullets bounce off him as like the huddled masses behind him. Or like, you know, putting their hands up in defense of poses. Typical social justice warrior. That's exactly what Fox News is. It's like, why is why is Superman taking the side of these illegals? Now, again, the comic book never mentions uh in the, same, the legal status of these victims, soon to be victims. Right. Of murder. Right. <laughs> you know. 
Uh, this guy is shooting assault. And, and, you know, now, sidebar, in the same issue, somebody, a disgruntled worker, is getting ready to burn down the mansion of a one percenter, which Superman also stops. And the guy's like, these are the people who are taking our money. They do all this stuff. And he's like, okay, but this still doesn't make it right. So it's like... That was never brought up in the Fox News. It's just, why is he? But there was there was that meme that was going around with, you know, I mean, obviously the war on the media that the Trump administration has been raging since she was a candidate. Um, and then the war on immigration. Clark Kent is public enemy number one. He's an alien. <laughs> And he's part of the media, right? <laughs> then you got uh, your your good your your good friend in mind, the head of the, the Treasury Secretary, um, Dushin. Is that, am I pronouncing his name correctly? I don't know how to pronounce his name, but he did executive produce the Lego Movie and Lego Batman Movie. He was one. So the money we gave, we literally gave money to Stephen Nuchin. and and twice we saw the Batman Movie with with our uh, our mouth breathing little. Together and then, can't I, you say children? Yeah, I can. Okay, my management's children. Oh. Uh, we took them to seat in the theater. We took them twice. Bought it on Apple TV the day it came out, and must have spent. Uh, not kidding. I've must have spent three fifty to four hundred on different Lego Batman movie Lego sets for the little guy. So I've given that guy so much money. Now, right now, I'm going to look up how much that movie grossed. Oh. But the great thing is, was why, why is he in the running for douchebag of the week? Glad you asked. He he has asked permission to use like I don't know technically if he asked for Air Force One to fly him to Europe for his honeymoon or just a government jet to fly him. And he came out like a couple weeks or uh, a couple days ago saying, "I didn't say I wasn't going to pay for it." Like, yeah, eh, it's not really the point. Uh, by the way. Lego Batman movie, uh, budget of eighty million, grossed three hundred twelve million dollars. But you know, like after taxes and after you, <laughs> after you factor in all the lawyers, he's only clearing about like you know ten fifteen million himself. So and that's just that movie. But this is also the guy whose wife had that like let him eat cake moment getting off of Air Force One when they took Air Force One. I think down to North Carolina to watch the eclipse a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. I thought she, wasn't she there for like a fashion thing or shopping? I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, it's, it, it was how many news cycles ago was that man? Right, right. I um, can't keep track of all these so, scandals. So those are all awful. But now, you know, for me, Joe, the the real douchebag of the week comes down this week, and it's neck and neck um, between Equifax. And how do you say the douche's name? Shkreli. Shkreli. And it's not, it, it looks like Shrekly, but it's not because that's too cute. It's too, and this guy, well, first of all, Equifax. It's like I luckily am one of those people who I think America is one of those people. <laughs> but what do you mean, you people? But uh, you know, I heard about it. You know, I went online and I found out. Yep, I'm one of the umpteen millions who might. It's like they don't contact you. If they don't reach out and say, hey, your information is at risk here. Hey, man, those phone calls aren't free. They, they make you go to their website, log in, and then they make you sign a waiver saying, you won't sue us. Right, and they don't make it crystal clear because nobody reads the terms and conditions when they hit the agree button. You just said, I agree, give me the Carfax, I mean, sorry, give me the Equifax, and just tell me if I'm 
you know, in danger of having my identity ripped off by Russian hackers. And they they knew about this for a couple months now, uh, in which that time they had previously been warned, your system isn't up to date and you're at risk for this. Also, were they Y2K compliant? I don't know. I have to, whatever happened to all the Y2K technicians? They died. Um, but then you got, you know, a bunch of the people on the executive board who dumped stock, you know, just weeks before, after they found out they were breached, before it went public, knowing that it was going to take a hit. And they, and it's great. They were all like, it was only a few million dollars. Right. Only a few million dollars. It's only a few. And a few could mean anything. It could mean three. It could be three hundred million. But the, but that's a great thing. It's like you you miss a GameStop payment four years ago. You can't buy a house. Right. They get hacked, and one hundred and fifty million people who you never sign up for Equifax. It's not like oh, which credit bureau am I going to sign up for? You know, it's it's completely. Yeah, I haven't under- interviewed many credit bureaus. <laughs> But we're all we're all beholden to these th- the the only three real credit bureaus. But y- you know, th- there's a clerical error on your part that you you know you were 31 days late on a GameStop payment five years ago. You're going to have trouble buying a house, but it, they well, get a free pass. A, a comedian on Twitter said like you know the same thing. It's basically like you were late on a, a car payment seven years ago. Good luck buying a house. Uh, also, Equifax. Um, your social security numbers and uh, vital information may have been hacked. Shit happens. Right. And that's exactly. And again, and you go back to the side of the fence and say, businesses have too many regulations. You know what? Take away all business regulations. The market will, will correct itself. Yeah. Um, not having watchdog groups oversee this shit. Not having. Honestly, how is somebody not going to jail for this? Easy. <laughs> right. Nobody's prosecuting this. But why does that have to do? What does that have to do with Martin Shrekley? Uh, well, he's in the running with douchebags of the week. It's him and Equifax. It comes down to them. So this guy's everybody knows he he dubbed himself what the farmer bro about a decade ago. He's the guy that uh, you know decided when he took over. It doesn't matter the name. It was the, the AIDS pill, the, right? Right. Yeah. That he he raised a thousand percent. Yes. I mean, he is the face to all that's evil in this world. Um, but he got convicted of all things while a hedge fund manager defrauding people. So he was facing, you know, and he was out on $5 million bail. He was facing, I don't know. I don't know if he was going to get real jail time. But his bail was revoked, and he is spending until his sentencing in the Gray Bar Hotel for violating his parole for putting out on Facebook that he offered $5,000 Guests of the justice system stay at the lovely Gray Bar Hotel. <laughs> he, uh, Powered by Marriott. <laughs> you, it will be as soon I know. as he prophetize all that. <laughs> Don't oh, do, do not joke. Uh, but yeah, he puts out a Facebook. He offered $5,000 to anybody who could get a locket from Hillary Clinton's head. A lock. Yeah. A lock of hair. Right, right, right. Right, right. Uh, you, now, she didn't win the presidency. Um, uh, but I don't think you can offer money. Let's say I can't offer five thousand dollars to anybody to get me a lock of Joe's hair. By the way, how is he going to verify that that was actually a lock of hair? Like, if you're going to go to Martin Shkreli, be like, "Hey, man, hey. I got it. 
And is he going to have like a DNA sampler like right there? He, he, in his he actually might. All right, that's that, right. That, that freak actually might. That's right. But but seriously, because he has all the fingerprints from her and her DNA from the child sex ring that she was running out of the pizza place uh, in, yes. in D.C. Mm. Uh, but seriously, the douchebag posts that on Facebook. Apparently... Apparently, you can't put bounties out on people, uh, so they revoked his bail. Goodbye, five million bucks, which to him is lunch money. Um, and if he had any lunch money left, that's like six AIDS pills. <laughs> wow, too soon? Uh, <laughs> no, no, you 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 keep that you keep that gold roll. But seriously, I think he has to be the douchebag of the week. Okay. <laughs> What oh, else? Well, that's it. Well, now that we're talking about Hillary, have you heard? And we mentioned it last week. Uh, her book, actually, I, I heard her on a couple shows. Uh, the book is not as whiny as as the right had made it out to be. And again, I, I every time I get sucked in, like I'm like Pacino in Godfather Three, that awful movie. Every time I think I get out, they pull me back in. I see the initial reaction. And the initial blurbs from her book, and and, they, 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 and it's put out not by Fox News or something. It's like put up by like kind of regular average people on social media that I follow, or you know, are retweeted by other people that I follow. And they're like, okay, look at this little blurb where she blames everybody, including the Bernie Sanders campaign, including the DNC, uh, for screwing up her campaign and her chances of winning. But I, you know, did everything right. Basically, and I got sucked into that, and it turns out that's not, not, not the, the whole, case. not the case, not the whole book, you know. And it, but it's the same thing. It's like I, I will always use this as an example. I, my favorite movie, if it's not my favorite, it's in my top five, is Ishtar. And every time I say that, people are like, "Oh my god, that movie's awful." I've yet to run into somebody who has said it's awful who's actually seen it. Right. I mean, and then, you know, you explain the movie, whatever. But that's the whole thing. Everybody tells me how awful a movie is that they've never seen. So I shouldn't judge a book by its excerpts that are posted (laughs) on social media the day it comes out? Oh, let's hear what Breitbart had to say about this and then make a decision. No, I mean, and granted, there, there is a bit of like, you know... You know, but again, it's like it's not it's not as bad as people say. And there are sour grapes in that book. I mean, how can there not be? Right, like, like, but there does it take away? Look, I know that anybody that criticizes Hillary Clinton, like this, is also the I'm going to use an I'm going to use an argument that the right uses, where it's like, oh, if you criticize Obama, you're a racist. Uh, not necessarily, but if I criticize Hillary Clinton, am I a sexist? Not necessarily. Well, what I, am I criticizing about Hillary Clinton? I mean, it, that's the funny thing. It's like we found out how racist the country was when Obama became president. Obama becoming president didn't mean racism was gone. It meant you know more more racism came out. Like pe- people, who, racism rubbed its eyes. It in, did in, in the in the bright sun and went. What happened? Why have I been asleep for so long? You know, I, and, and and Hillary running really. It made being, I mean, here, here, it sucks for me because it's all about me. Nobody likes misogynistic jokes more than me. I love them. And now it's like it's one of those. Because you know that they're wrong. Right. And that's the thing. But maybe we should know not to tell them. Well, that's why I can't. That's why, like, I would usually open this show. Had we we done this show. (laughs) 
and Hillary was president, we probably wouldn't be doing a show because I wouldn't have been so depressed and angry and needed an outlet. But if she was the president, I probably would have opened the show, you know, with more racist jokes, with more misogynistic jokes, knowing that the people who know me or, or listen could tell it's sarcastic, that it's, it's you know... But, Are you saying misogyny would have been more acceptable under a Hillary Clinton administration? Uh, no, I'm saying that that if I said it now, people might think it's real. Like, like oh, people might un- think because there's such yeah, a climate. Because of, it's such a climate where it's accepted. You're just part of the noise. It's now. not. It's not shock humor. Like, right. like if I had said these things before, you weren't. Yeah, the, right. It's hard to t- tell between sarcastic, right, ironic, but versus but, but, real. But where we've made misogyny so okay like like again i mean you go you go you go down the list of the things that weren't okay a year ago to say and now are and the whole so because trump is in office misogyny is now really not okay and it's not it can't be really taken lightly so right, it can't so thanks trump <laughs> <laughs> no but that's the thing but the but the misogyny that she because one of the things that she talked about i've heard her on a couple of shows and it's true if you want to just google hillary t-shirts trump rallies and you would see the best selling one is like Hillary sucks, but not as good as Monica. You would you would see her face with like the scope in it, you know, like a, a Target practice shirt. You just go down the list, and she said there was more than a few dozen times she saw people wearing her severed head. I mean, just just that alone, just the fact that you could, you know, people are walking around, you know, selling T-shirts of her. Oh, what do you see? A good one. Oh well, yeah, I'll just run down and the by, list. By, by good, right? I, mean, I know this is the. It's like uh, um, Hillary for prison, twenty sixteen. Eh, all right, uh, you know, actually a little funny. Okay, Trump that bitch. Yeah, that Trump that bitch. Uh, I wish Hillary had married OJ. See, I'm now now so so. Uh, uh, who is a comedian who did the severed head Trump thing a couple months? Kathy ago? Kathy Griffin into the world, and she said it's like misogyny. It really showed its ugly head. I mean, so the book the book doesn't seem to be as anti Bernie and I was per- perfect candidate and everybody else fucked up as it said. Yeah, there's bitter grapes in there. How and like I said last week, this is, has to be one of the hardest things a person can deal with is losing the presidency, coming that close to being the leader of the world, winning the popular vote, winning by four votes, five votes, uh, I think a couple was dozen, three million, three. Oh, that's that's like. All the north, that's like North Dakota, South Dakota, Maryland, Idaho. Monroe. Oh. <laughs> no, that's North Korea, South Korea. Oh, same. So, yeah. what's our point? I don't know. Our point is when Joe's right, he is right. And several months ago, Joe had said that, that you know, Trump was going to create jobs. He was going to create jobs for everybody, including child labor laws, like those pesky child labor laws. Kids were going to go back to work as they should. And this week, you were right. Yeah, I saw that. So <clears throat> I don't know what the specifics are because I don't read. Now, you know how certain people didn't read past the headline growing up? Like, I don't read past the picture. Like, I don't, <laughs> that's how much I love to not know. No. <laughs> Put the money in a book. <laughs> <laughs> but so there was, a, there was a picture of an 11-year-old boy mowing the White House lawn and Trump, like, yelling toward him over Get the lawn. my lawn. Oh. Right. Well, one of them was like, I didn't know white people could run these. So I guess the kid, you know, had had 
emailed or tweeted or somehow work got out that he was willing. He loved Trump so much, and he has a job mowing lawns, and he w- he wanted to come to the White House and mow the lawn. So the government spent money taking the kid out of school, bringing him in to mow the lawn for the photo op of the child labor. So, Joe, when you are right, you are right. A win's a win. You know, I we came so close to having to say something nice about Blotus this week. So fucking close. Last week, he reached a deal with the debt ceiling. Now, granted, a three-month deal with the debt ceiling with the, with the Democrats that pissed all the Republicans off. This week... He has Schumer and Pelosi, you know, the, the, the leading Democrat in the House, the leading Democrat in the Senate, come to the White House to have a meeting on, on DACA. And Schumer and Pelosi come out of the meeting and they're like, yeah, we're, we have a tentative agreement to let the DACA, the Dreamers stay. And over the next eight hours, nine hours through the news cycle through the night, of course, the Breitbart's and... The Republicans lost their shit. So Trump gets up in the morning. We didn't make a deal. <laughs> you know? So it was one of those things where Pelosi said, it's like, well, we made, the, we made a deal. The dreamers can stay. And in six months, we'll talk about the wall. We're yeah. not going to do shit about it. But we, but he had to backpedal because, of course, you know, his base lost his shit. So, yeah, that's too bad for him. But, but, but the great thing is Huckabee Sanders comes out and says, see, he he's willing to work with the Democrats more than Obama was working with the Republicans. Nobody will ever talk about Mitch McConnell's meeting that they've been very public. We're going to make him a one-term president, no matter what Obama does. We they publicly this isn't backroom, this isn't hidden. They were very adamant. We will not work with him on anything ever. Period. At the end. So the fact that they then turn around and say, "See, he's working with the Democrats," but six eight hours later, it. it one 180s i didn't make a deal so right what you just saw you didn't see so, what you just heard you didn't hear so but but before we get into patriot talk let's uh let let, let let's pay for these peanut and not peanut m&ms peanut butter m&ms oh, and, and, i'm waiting for oreo m&ms do they have oreo m&ms i wonder if they do m&ms hello <laughs> and, and, the, and these stella artois Ah, uh, yeah. I don't even know if I say that right. It doesn't matter. It sounds dirty, though. Can't you just say, Stella? Uh, right. <laughs> uh, Stella, clean your etoile, huh? <laughs> so with that, we're going to the fuck sponsor of the week. Who's the host of Funhouse? George Bush. No, no. George Bush is the host of the White House. J.D. Roth is host of Funhouse. Well, of course he is. Don't be ridiculous. Funhouse is that great game show for kids. Oh, yeah. I love the messy sponge. Just like Dumpo. Piathlon. Pinhead. Don't call me Pinhead. No, no. I wasn't calling you Pinhead. No, no. Pinhead is my favorite stunt on Funhouse. Is it near the White House? Yes, yes, it is. Funhouse, weekday afternoons at 4.30 on Channel 20. See, with the money rolling in from the defunct sponsors, your computer woes and my computer woes, thing of the past. Unfortunately, the money is like 1970s money, oh. so it's not as worth as much as it is. Oh, is it worth more? I is forget it how it's worth. Right, yeah, right. Maybe, oh yeah, maybe. dollar back then was... Thank you. Shit, man, I should be rolling in it. You are rolling... <laughs> I think you are. Uh, yeah. I think, see, what I did there is the poop emoji, <laughs> and I called it that. And then, So, uh, the world almost ended last Thursday. <gasps> 
Yeah, no, nothing about North Korea firing a second missile over Japan. Uh, the Patriots did not win the season opener, but they did lose not only the game, uh, Dante Hightower, their, their captain on the defense, they lost Danny Amendola, which isn't a shock. I mean, he's, I hate saying he's injury prone, but he gets hurt every fucking season of his career. He's been in the league eight years. The only 16-game season I think he played is his rookie year in, in St. Louis. St. Louis. Thank you. No, name, <laughs> name Johnson. Johnson. Thank you. Um, so we go into uh, into New Orleans this weekend without Dante Hightower, captain of defense, without Matthew Slater, the captain on special teams, and without you know, I can't. You cannot say the the Edelman replacement Amendola, but you know the other short white guy who who is the other dependable. white meat. Um, you know, and and the the other thing this week twice Brady has come out and he's been very upset that the lack of a competitive nature in that game and in practice this past week he's kind of pissed and he's pissed that people aren't pissed. He wasn't great in the game. He missed a couple wide open receivers. It was not everybody else's fault. And Brady's not saying that, but he's like, yeah, people aren't furious that we lost this game, and they're losing their edge. Th- yeah, and there's two. Well, so we'll see what happens because the big wide receiver we gave up our first round draft pick, Cook. You know, played the last three years, and you know, for the Aints. So maybe you know, going, you know, it's on the road. Maybe he's inspired. Uh, the scary thing is. Our defense sucked last week. I mean, you you know, you went out and spent big money on a cornerback this year, knowing that you were facing the best quarterbacks in the league. Like, if you rank the top 10 quarterbacks in the league this year, the Patriots play seven of them. One of them is on their team. So, honestly, 80% of the best quarterbacks in the league you face this year, they boosted their defense, yet this is the first time in a Bill Belichick coach team that they gave up Two touchdowns of 75 yards or more. They also gave up two other plays of 45 yards or more. So, I mean, you're getting beat deep and bad. I mean, you give up 45 points at home. Anyways, what about your lock of the week? Even with all that said, their offense is great. Our offense is great. Their defense is shit. Our defense is supposed to be good. Uh, so I will say I'm sticking with my original prediction from a few weeks ago from the from the Pats preview. 45-38 Pats. You're talking about sideshow number 12? I am talking about sideshow number 12. Oh, it's great to be doing a show with somebody smarter than me. But so that, uh, so, so with the Pats update, uh, we won't spend that much time on it because I'm still uh, not in a Pats talking move because of that. But let's move right to my personal favorite part of the show the random video game review. Oh, great. This is the part of the show where we bore the audience with minutiae that has to do with a video game system that's 30 years old. So what Jacques's doing now is he's not talking, mind you. He's getting up and physically grabbing a game off of my shelf of 270-plus Nintendo Entertainment System cartridges that I sadly house in my basement for some reason. No, they're not insured. And now it's up to me to decipher which game he pulled off the shelf for me to review. And it looks to me that it's somewhere in the Ks. It's not Kid Icarus. It's not King's Knight. It's not Kings of the Beach. It's not Crazy Creatures. So it's between K-I. <gasps> Is it Kirby's Adventure? Wow. He does it again, folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. The courtesy blow. Got to clean this cartridge. cartridge now. You're not supposed to blow on these things, man. Kirby's Adventure, a classic NES game. 
later release. This was a first-party uh, release. It was actually developed by HAL Laboratory. The guys who did uh, Super Smash Brothers did this game. And it, it's a fun game. It was designed with the intent of making it easy for little kids to play, but fun for adults to play. It's a platformer. You control Kirby. He's this round little pink um, ghostly looking guy, but he walks around and he can suck in air and he can also suck in enemies, lucky enemies. And <laughs> and he all, what he also does in this game, which is unique, is that when he ingests his enemies, he, he can mimic their ability. So if he sucks in a fire-breathing enemy he becomes a fire-breathing person himself. Then now you can breathe fire as Kirby. But it's a it's a very colorful, easy to pick up and play. It's the, it's not a high learning curve. Um, there's not a lot of like you know backtracking and adventuring through a large map. It, it it's got a great soundtrack. Uh, it spawned dozens and dozens of sequels and spin-offs. Uh, they're still making Kirby games to this date. They're probably more popular on the Nintendo 3DS platform now, but Kirby's Adventure was essentially the granddaddy of them all. I think actually Kirby started off as Kirby's Dreamland for the Game Boy system. Uh, so this is, I guess, the second game, I think, in the Kirby oeuvre, but it's the first for the Nintendo Entertainment System, and it's great. And it has like a, a, a battery backup, so you can save your progress. You don't have to put in a stupid password. And it's a fun game. And this, I'm going to say, according to the Ultimate Nintendo Guide to the NES Library, 1985 to 1995, written by Pat Contry, a.k.a. Pat the NES Punk, I'm going to say that he gave Kirby's Adventure five fucking stars. He gave it five fucking stars. It's a five-star game. That's right. This is a great game. Uh, let's see. The Pink Puffball stars in a large, cheerful platformers that would be one of the last big hurrahs of the NES. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, a five-star, that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's a high praise from Caesar, I say. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, uh, you want to, you want to guess what this uh, cart only is going for? Uh, I'm going to say cons- 10 bucks. twelve fifty. Well, Not I'll bad. be. Yeah, I was, you know what, damn it, the number 12 rattled in my head just before I said 10. And you know what, I'm like, I'm like that, that, uh. That contestant on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire who knows the answer but has to phone a friend and has to use the 50-50. Like, <laughs> you know, I just can't bite the bullet. Just go with your first instinct. Always go with your first instinct. So I, um, If I did that, I wouldn't do the podcast. <laughs> or get out of bed in the morning. I know. <laughs> so, they, uh, yeah, the funny thing is all, the, all I know about Kirby is that the boys absolutely love him on Smash Brothers. Right, because in Smash Brothers, his ability is mimicking your enemy's ability. So you ingest your enemy, and then you spit them out, and then you, you get their power. And he's basically like he's like uh, he's like the Cuisinart of enemies, you know. He's like uh, he's like the Weird Al Yankovic of enemies. He he can copy all these great, you know, enemies and um, and and hang with the best of them. Yeah, so th- so that's how I I know Kirby. But yeah, they they absolutely love him. Uh, obviously, that came out in '93. That game, so yeah, it's easy to put him in probably the top ten long lasting you know figures in that world. For an, yeah, as far as Nintendo characters go, certainly yeah, you know, probably top five from our for Nintendo characters. So uh, so that that uh, that will bring us to uh, this week's parenting tip of the week. What do you got for a parenting tip? Uh, my parenting tip of the week is. Uh, you're never too old to be active with your children. I say, if your children have to do certain things in order to meet high school requirements, like, say, volunteer for 40 hours, uh, you can also help with that. Uh, this morning, we record on Saturday. We had our local town day, and 
Uh, we volunteered for the local community access, public access. Same people you did the uh, the Back to the Future with. Yeah, so they needed. They were looking for volunteers to go around and interview people, and uh, you know, run camera work and all that stuff. So uh, Connor and I were part of that group, and. You know, I did most of the, you know, you know me with my oratory skills. <laughs> my interviewing skills are top notch, second to none. Charlie Rose over here. <laughs> I don't see too well. <laughs> Is that Walter Cronkite sitting across from me? Yeah, right. A, a Dick Cavett. Emphasis on the dick. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, so yeah, I did that with Connor. And I, I say, you know, be be involved with your kids through the teenage years, don't just abandon them on the on the side of the curb like a like a regular can of beans. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. Uh, I'm just going to nod my head and and hope to get out of here alive. Wait, that's how I handle the podcast. You can't do that. That's my bit. So so uh, earlier I had mentioned it is my wife's oldest son's birthday. Your what? Your Man- what? Management's oh, oldest son's you, birthday. Yeah, I'm sorry, I can't hear too good. He I turns, thought you called her a wife. He turns uh, my current wife. Oh, <laughs> right. My current wife. Uh, so our uh, our oldest turns ten this week. His birthday's on Tuesday, and I think we're going with the fuck it. Let him skip school. Like, <gasps> why go to school on your birthday? Like, honestly, it's like I'll, I'll just you know, or if he wants to go and take take a day off, like a Monday or a Friday, and make a long weekend. But seriously. What's one day? What what is he going to miss? Not much, but he'll remember. It's like a fire drill, maybe. My my my, you know my uh, my parents were cool and they let me not go. To, they didn't get me anything. We didn't get a cake or do anything fun, but they didn't make me go to school. And so. look how you turned out. Just fine. <laughs> uh, have you seen his spelling on twitter yeah six, uh, yeah i'm actually working on it you know i shouldn't make fun you shouldn't make fun well i mean i i i try to spell better than potus uh blotus does so it's but that bar right is exactly heal heal yeah uh, so you can find us uh well you know how to find the podcast because you're fucking listening to it uh lucky but, you but you can find us at youtube at carnival personnel podcast you can find us on twitter at carnival podcast you can find us on facebook at carnival podcast you can find joe at twitter at OptiGrabber. Uh, and me, the Jacques Four, president. <laughs> so again, uh, thank you for Sam for for doing uh, last week's sideshow. If anybody's still listening who listened last week for Sam, we'll have him back on. Uh, we'll wait for Joe to have to be out of town, so or for the laundry to back right. up. Right, you know. When I start doing my own dry cleaning, like Kurt Schilling. <laughs> but uh, but you got anything to add, Joe? No. These people, we've kept these people long enough. All right. Well, do not forget.